Hello, I'm your host, Jeffrey Catalano. And on the last episode, me and my brother talked about our early experiences with comic books. And I brought up this time when I was a kid and I would go to these, you know, the toy store aisle and I would buy these action figures and they had comics included with them. And I would read these comics and one thing led to another and I was devouring these very large collection of comics, mostly Marvel and DC superheroes. And, you know, my um, taste for superheroes became pretty insatiable around the time I was in middle school. And, you know, superheroes still weren't all that big then. We had, I mean, I had the Dark Knight and Iron Man, but the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe as we know it today, hadn't really started then. And by the time I was in middle school, it, um, in high school, my apologies, it took off with the Avengers and all that. And then it became more mainstream. But yeah, I guess I always kind of felt a little bit like an outsider with having an interest in comics. You know, I was wondering why other kids weren't as interested in comics as I was. I guess that made me feel a little different in some ways. And I had an experience with comics in fifth grade that still sticks with me today because I still don't know why my teacher asked this question about comics, but she asked the class if we thought comic books were like novels. And I don't remember anyone offering an answer to this besides myself. And I raised my hand and I offered some sort of, you know, explanation for comics and how they are, you know, a very rewarding experience. You know, did I say that they had any educational value? I can't remember, but I do know that I argued for them. Uh, I probably didn't make her a convert though. That's for sure. But yeah, I, I think that just goes to show that there was a real disparity back when I was a kid. And a real, I think, not disparity so much, but a misunderstanding about what comics are. And, you know, comics were not in the classroom. That was definitely not something I was seeing anywhere. And, you know, not until um, only recently did I take a uh, course in college where comics were a part of the curriculum and that course was popular literature. And when I entered this course, I didn't really know what to expect. And then I saw the books we had to buy for the class, the books we had to rent or buy. And I saw they're all comic books really. And you know, that really caught my attention because I, I would never have thought that comics would be a part of, you know, a college curriculum. That's just, it really did surprise me. And I, and I wondered, you know, I had my doubts. I was like, how are we going to 
make a uh, how are we going to make a college level course out of comic books? So I guess in my own way, I was degrading the art form itself because I didn't give it enough credit. I didn't think, hey, you know, comic books can easily be explored for you know one college course. So this was a very eye-opening experience for me in popular literature. I feel like I felt like I I felt like I knew what comics were before I um took this course, but I I really didn't know as much as I thought I did. I mean, mostly I grew up reading superheroes. Sometimes I would go outside of that, but mostly I would stay within the superhero realm. You know, that was my genre. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong about comic books is that they think they're completely dedicated to superheroes. But that's, of course, not true. Superheroes are simply a genre within this massive medium. You know, comic books are just like music and movies there there are so many different genres and you know superheroes they're a, they're a huge very popular genre and they probably overshadow all the other genres in comics but there's so much else out there and as my brother and I have discussed in previous episodes of this podcast there are you know all sorts of graphic novels that are you know, you can read a crime story, you can read a coming-of-age story, you can read a strange, like, David Cronenbergian uh, graphic novel. There's so much out there besides the superhero format. So we started this popular literature course with a graphic novel by Scott McCloud called Understanding Comics. And... This was the perfect graphic novel to start the semester with. You know, anything you didn't know about comics, you can find in here. So this is a comic book about comics. And it's simply incredible. You know, if you have any reservations about whether or not comics are an art form, then I highly recommend you read this i mean you will not have any questions i don't think about comics after you've read this you'll feel like a pro it's a great how-to manual and it, it it covers the history of comics it covers the future all these artists all these different types of art in comics all these different types of characters and genre you know i'm just flipping through it now and it's just it's a very substantial work. It, it reads in many respects like a novel because the dialogue in the comic bubble bubbles is so heavy, you know, but all of this dialogue serves its purpose. I mean, it's, it's very, very informative and I had a great time reading it and I definitely had to move through it slowly because it's very wordy and the images are very arresting at times. So, if you're looking for like a one-stop shop about comics and you know their their worth and their value, I highly recommend you give this 
comic book a read understanding comics by scott mcleod yeah i had a great time reading this and in popular literature my college course we spent about a month or two going over this comic book understanding comics and it was great to just hear what my peers had to say um about their experience with this comic book you know I think uh, many peers in my class, their their eyes were open to the possibilities within comic books after having read this, understanding comics. I truly believe that. I truly believe that many of my peers are now far more open-minded to comic books. Yeah, it's it. I'm, yeah, I'm still just slipping through it. It's it's really such a great, such a great read. So, yeah, we started the semester with that, and that was just that was more than ideal. It was it was really great. It really got me in the mood for reading more graphic novels, and the three graphic novels we read in class were Parasopolis. Fun Home and Mrs. Marvel, Miss Marvel, my apologies. So I've discussed Parasopolis and Fun Home very briefly in the previous episode with my brother. You know, I just wanted to show him these graphic novels. I wanted to show him the art and give him the general gist of each story. And it's, they both seem to grab his attention. Which is saying a lot because my brother doesn't really pick up a lot of books. And he's fairly new to the comic book comic book medium. When he mentioned the comic book Scalped in our first episode, which is written by Jason Aaron and R.M. Muera, you know, I was surprised that he was reading this because you know, it just kind of came out of the blue. He's not much of a comic book fan. And I, you know, I was happy that he that he picked this up, and he seemed very interested. And now I'm gonna read it here soon, and I'm looking at the art, just flipping through the pages, and I really like what I see. I love, I really love the neo noir vibes, so I'm excited for that. But back to Parasopolis and Fun Home. So, Parasopolis was, I hate to say, eye opening again, but that's what it was. It was a very insightful experience because my my knowledge of the Iranian revolution was painfully limited in the sense that all I really knew about it was that movie Argo which was made by Ben Affleck and you know that's from an American perspective Parasopolis is from the Iranian perspective and the central character is the author Marjane Satrapi, Satrapi, I, I think I'm saying that wrong, I apologize, but it details her young life in Iran during this revolution, and it's it's a very tumultuous period, you know, it's very dangerous, and at times it almost feels miraculous that a young Marjane made it out of there alive, I mean, she has various encounters with the morality police um, who are in charge of 
um, keeping Western decadence out of Iran. There are there are a number of pretty freaky encounters like that, and there are there are bombings and all sorts of dangerous activities happening in her young life. I can't imagine what it was like for her to grow up in that environment, you know. But she made it out of that. And she gave us her story in this fascinating graphic novel with this black and white artwork and these simplistic illustrations. So, yeah, I highly recommend that one. And then with Fun Home, which is written by Alison Betstel. This was a graphic novel I've been meaning to read for quite a while now i'm i'm not sure where i first got interested in it but i remember voicing my interest and in wanting to read fun home various times to my teacher of popular literature because i don't know it just it just appealed to me the story appealed to me it's about a young woman who has a father who's a closeted gay man and then she, you know, grows up, becomes herself, and she's a lesbian. And her relationship with her father is very complicated. And all sorts of interesting events and stories um, happen in this comic. And the artwork is blue and white. It kind of has this melancholy feel to it that I find very interesting. And Fun Home is uh, loaded with literary and mythical references that are uh, pretty interesting to, to read about. I caught some of them, but there are a lot of literary and uh, mythical references that I didn't uh, catch on to because there are just so many. And it just goes to show that I have a lot more to learn in those realms. But yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting graphic novel. And I think it's, well, it's already a musical now on Broadway. And then it's being adapted into a film, I believe. But I don't know how far that is out. And I, I just wonder how different the musical could be to this graphic novel. I just reading it, you wonder how it could be a musical, but I guess somehow they found a way. So, and then the the final uh, comic we read was Miss Marvel, which is a it's a superhero story. So it's a more traditional, you know, it's more what you'd expect, I guess, with comics more of what most people would expect. And yeah, it was, I, I had not read a, a superhero story like this before. And we read the first volume or the first book of Miss Marvel. And it's, the artwork is very colorful. It's very much what I'd expect out of a superhero story. And the lead character, the new Miss Marvel is quite fascinating because she's unlike any hero I've encountered before because she is 
she is Pakistani and she is Muslim, which you just do not see in superhero comics. And she's like 16 years old. She kind of reminds me of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and just how geeky she is and all that. And yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, there's some fascinating villain introduced at the end of volume one, and it makes you want to read the subsequent volumes. And, you know, I might get around to that. We'll see. So due to taking this class, I was inspired to read two graphic novels on my own, which were March Book One by John Lewis, Andrew Aiden, and Nate Powell, and then Hey Kiddo by Jarrett J. Krozeska. I don't know. I'm butchering that, so sorry. But in March, book one, it's about Congressman John Lewis's story in the civil rights movement. And uh, I think it's a three-part series. So I just have book one, but I really want to read the subsequent books, uh, two and three. Book one is very good, and it reads very fast. Like Parasopolis, the art is black and white. And I'm flipping through it now, and it's just, it's such a great read, and it's such an interesting take on telling history. And like I told my brother in the uh, the previous episode, I can't remember, it was, yeah, it was the last episode, episode two, I told him that I didn't really know all that much about John Lewis before I read this. But now I, you know, I feel like I have a better grasp on who this extraordinary man was and i'm probably going to lend this to my brother march book one because he seemed most interested in it so yeah i don't know it's just it's just great i don't know what else to say about it the the um the setup of the story is really fascinating because john lewis tells his story you know he tells his story about his young life to a pair of boys on the morning of Barack Obama's inauguration. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a really great read. So March book one was one of the graphic novels I was inspired to read outside of class. And then Hey Kiddo is the second one. And Hey Kiddo, I got almost immediately um, after I got involved with popular the popular literature course because someone and I, I i hate that i can't remember who it was but someone mentioned having read this graphic novel for another class and i i don't know the plot of it just the way they described it it just intrigued me so i i ordered it on amazon and then i just you know i started reading it and i got so invested in it because it's just it's an amazing story about this young boy with this ad it's for a mother and he's raised by his grandparents and you know his life is you know it's not so great but he has these loving grandparents who help him foster his more artistic inclinations and he becomes a comic book artist and you know, he tells his life story, his young life story through a comic book. So, yeah, it's just so interesting. In that way, it's kind of like, hey, kiddo is kind of like 
understanding comics because you know these both these authors are so invested in comics and what they mean and what they can do so yeah hey kiddo was a great great read and it was a national book award finalist so it's a great read for all ages yeah anyone at probably ages i don't know nine and up can read it so i read those and then so outside of popular literature i had a nonfiction class where we read a bunch of memoirs like mary carr's the liars club and we read all sorts of memoirs and one of these memoirs was stitches which is a graphic novel memoir and it's written by david small and like hey kiddo it's a national book award finalist and yes this is was one of my favorite reads um, of any college class and it's one of my favorite reads of the year simply because the art is so breathtaking and so much of this uh david small stitches operates like a silent film and if you really give yourself over to stitches by david small then yeah it just casts a spell on you you really get drawn into the story the artwork is just so so beautiful and i can't recommend it enough i'm pretty positive i'll be lending this one to my brother as well he seems very interested in it yeah I, I, it's just it's that turns grotesque and it's also beautiful and it details david small's young life like jared jake kroska sorry detailed his young life in hey kiddo and his you know david small's life was not an easy one he had two very distant and cold parents who really did not love him so much and small gets cancer as a kid and he has this operation that almost kills him but i don't want to give away much more because the story is so extraordinary it really is so having read all these graphic novels while in college it's definitely validated my experience with comics as a kid and it's made me realize that you know comics can be in a classroom comics do have educational value you know they're not just these superhero stories but even a superhero story like miss marvel has its has its um has its value because it's telling a story that hasn't been told in superhero comics before the new miss marvel is a young muslim pakistani woman and there's not that much muslim representation in popular culture in america there just isn't so she's really a very interesting character and you know i'm happy for having taken popular literature because it really gave me the chance to dive into the art form that is comic books it's just so highly unique and it's made me want to explore and challenge myself in the comics that i read and i just i'm excited to 
really experiment with that. And since our semester is drawing to a close, I have ordered a number of graphic novels, one of which is by one of my favorite graphic novel authors, Ed Brubaker, and it's called My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. And it's a Will Eisner winner, so that's pretty cool. And I haven't read it yet, but the title intrigued me. So, yeah, I'm looking through it right now, and I'm very excited to read it. It's a slim volume, but Ed Brubaker is that kind of crime comic book writer who's always good for a, a few twists and turns. So, I'll be starting with that graphic novel, and then I'll probably be reading some Junji Ito. I believe that's how you say his name. And he's this Japanese manga artist who does this really horrifying um, artwork. So I'm excited to read him, and I'm excited to get more into manga, which we kind of only scratched the surface of in my course, Popular Literature. But you know, it was definitely discussed. So I'm going to give that more of a go because I only, I didn't really get into it as a kid, but I kind of gave it a try. So I kind of want to give it a try now, more of a try now. So yeah, that's, that's today's episode. So I hope that some of these selections interest you and that you can see that comics are a lot more than just superheroes there's a whole world out there so uh thanks for listening